Show us one more time, Dave. We're, we're going live. I want to see that again. Say again? Show us one more time. We're going live now. I want to see it. Oh, oh beautiful. Dang. That is nice. Mm. So you just finished workout for the morning? That's polo workout right now. Oh. Cool. Well, we are live, David. So um, thanks for coming. Yeah, glad, glad to be here. Thanks. Nate, what's up, buddy? <laughs> you good? I made it. We're in. We're live. Hey there, Coach. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm trying to I'm tr get the volume turned up here a little bit. I can't hear you real well. Got a quick question for you. Is the 13th? Oh, this isn't uh I guess we um I guess this is your first Pac-12 championship title, huh? This was my first Pac-12 championship and it uh and it was a uh I was surprised honestly because uh I had heard the Pac-10s like super low key and it's uh, sort of quiet in the building and, and with only six teams, you know, it was, and I'll be honest with you, it was, it was uh, I wouldn't say it was SEC level of craziness and, and, and full intensity, but it was very good atmosphere for performance. Uh, the parents, I'd say, uh, of the different teams created a great atmosphere in the bleachers for each of the teams and, and uh, across the board. Uh, and, and I think that set the, a little bit of energy in the building. And then the fact that there was a good team race between Stanford and Arizona State and Cal, I think, added a lot to that. I mean, SC had a lot of good swims. Uh, and to be honest with you, Utah, I thought, brought a lot of good energy as well. Uh, uh, and then we sat next to Arizona, and they, had, uh, they were constantly, you know, celebrating, you know, big, big swims. So I think it was a, the environment of the, the meet uh, surprised me and, and pleasantly surprised me. And it was a, uh, an impressive setting. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I mean, you, you seem to work some magic again, like you have in the past. And I'm not saying it was all you, but the team was down on Saturday by a good hundred points. And um, you've been in a similar position before where you've had to come back to win a championship. So it wasn't, it wasn't um, surprising for you, but uh I mean, it's pretty awesome when you can pull that off on the last day. Yeah, what was surprising for me was uh, not surprising, honestly. I, I said to the, the Cal team when I was talking to them and I was talking to Dave early on when I arrived here, I said, looks like you guys have the chance to have a hell of a last day. They have a lot of good 200 strokers. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and Dave does a lot of his training, I think, directed toward uh, sort of 200 swimming. So uh, I, I felt like uh, there would be some good stuff going on that last day, and and sure enough, they they came through uh, uh, very well that day. And I think just also having the confidence of knowing they've got a big last day helps some helps the team as well. Yeah. Well, definitely. I'm gonna try to go like... to headphones because I'm I'm not I'm not hearing you very well. Okay. No sweat. Well, it definitely seems like the Pac-12 like has leveled up a little bit. Um, a couple of the teams that had, you know, kind of been on the bottom for a little bit have. They've gotten a little bit better, a little bit better, a little, little bit better. And Arizona State, obviously, huge, huge momentum after the big redshirt year the, the, for everybody. Obviously, there's a lot of fifth years. You guys had a lot of fifth years that were winning titles. Trent and Julian won another title. 
um, I guess one of the, the team that kind of impressed me the most was also like Stanford. They, they swam amazing. They're winning relays. They had freshmen doing things. And that was one of the questions I, I had for you, Coach, was there's a I, – I think he's from Israel. Uh, I w- would assume that you probably had some time to spend with him. But this guy, Ron Polanski, who swam at Stanford, he was amazing. You know, if, if Leon wasn't there at Arizona, he might have got the freshman of the year um, with, with his swims. Um, do, have you coached him? Have you had any – um, time with him. I know he has a sister that swims for Cal also. So who swam great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I know Ron and Leah really well. Uh, obviously um, they're, they're two of our top national swimmers in Israel. Mm. Uh, uh, Ron is the guy that, uh, you know, when I first worked with Israel four years ago, uh, I said, this is our most talented, you know, Israeli in a lot in, in all four strokes. And, uh, so, it was really great to see that blossom, uh, really blossom to this conference meet. Uh, it, it was coming a little bit already. I mean, if you watched him in the dual meet against Cal, he was he was a force there. Uh, he just isn't like winning events. He's right there, you know, in 151 breaststroke. I mean, my goodness, that's, uh, you know, Israel hasn't had that good of breaststroker uh, when you take it a long course in a long, long time. So, yeah, that was a. I mean, as much as I was, I was uh, among the Cal staff, and I was, you know, trying to set things up for Cal. I was thoroughly enjoying watching uh, Ron have the success he was having. It was, it was uh, uh, very exciting, and he has a lot more upside for the future. He's not, he's not killing anybody underwater. He's, uh, he's swimming a little bit more above water, uh, and, and these are things he can keep developing. Uh, so yeah, I think that Ron and Leah, they, they come from the Haifa program, and uh, I think had a lot of sort of big backgrounds, solid aerobic background. They all have, they both have four really good strokes. And I think when you look at the, that, that combination, they joined the team setting and all the Israelis that have gone to college, they're, they're just sort of blown away by the team atmosphere. They, they just, it's hard to duplicate that in any other setting. Uh, and, and I think they, they're, they're thoroughly enjoying uh, that part of it. So Let me the- say this, David, then, um, you know, not to put you on the spot with predictions or anything, but how do we <laughs> how do we stop this um, this Texas onslaught then? Like you, you've just won five years in a row at Cal, you you and Dave and the, and the Cal man, fifth year in a row winning the conference. But now you're coming into the NCAA and it's almost going to be like the fifth year in a row of, you know, finishing second to Texas kind of thing. So it's like how do we stop this or how do you stop it? Not me, but you and, and, and the Cal guys, obviously you're going in on paper again, another year where it's kind of like on paper, the swimming is head to head. I mean, you're both stacked, you're both talented, but then it comes down to Texas having diving again, you know, and, and, and it's that same old story that the divers are going to score a lot of points for them. So it's like, is there a way around this? Can you finally crack this code where you can overcome this diving difference? Well, I think the, the uh, you know, Brett, when I was at Auburn, we, we in the early years, didn't have good diving. In fact, there, there were meets where we put Bill Pilsick and Dean Hutchinson up on the diving boards to score a couple extra points against Florida because we didn't have any depth in diving to get us a couple of points. And, you know, when they did a can opener, really pissed off the diving coaches, but uh, they had fun with it. But the... Uh, we don't have any, we're not going to put any can openers up on the, on the, on the diving boards, you know, with the Cal team this year. Uh, the answer to your question, Brett, I think is, 
Uh, I think Eddie is a master of preparing his guys for NCAAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's uh, a guy that has it, you know, down, you know, to me, to to a real science of what he does stuff with stuff. Uh, I think this year the the strength of Cal is that fifth year class, and and I do th- feel like the desire to. Uh, to win is is as strong as it can be. So I think it's going to be an epic battle, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And and yes, you got to you got to start off like we like they did at conference, you know, when we were behind by 130 points behind Stanford. It's just you know that's just the reality of what it is going to be. They you know that when you finish prelims, you're going to get a couple little you know uh, whacks on the side of the head and halfway through the day when mm-hmm. uh, the diving comes through. You know, Matt does a great job with the divers there, and and he has the reputation there where he gets that extra half point uh, based on his history. So, you know, you sort of know that's coming. And, uh, uh, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to what can be the difference for Cal will be sort of the emerging guys, the emerging guys have to start, you know, coming through at this level. And, uh, you know, and there were a lot of guys on, you know, Dave had a lot of guys on shape for conference, which, by the way, freaked me out because I'm like, Dave, aren't you worried they're not going to get under the cut? Because mm-hmm. a lot of them you know, they're on bubble times. But mm-hmm. he just, you know, Dave has a feeling for that because, you know, on that last weekend, what it takes. And uh, fortunately, 18 did qualify uh, at the end of the day. So he has a full squad going. So I think we're, you know, we're in a, a, a good position to give to give uh, uh, Texas a really good meet. Uh, it's, it's, it's and, and honestly, Florida looks really good. Uh, uh, you know, NC State, uh, you know, I think still has a lot more in the in the hopper. So I, it may not be a two-team battle. And in fact, I think some of the cases where, uh, uh, you know, it's what's going to play out is some of the other teams and filling events really fast is, are going to make the environment uh, quite a bit different and going to, and they're going to tip the scores one way or the other. So you're going to have differentials of knocking somebody down into the constellations that normally would have been the finals. Cause it's a super vast event. And you just hope you're not on the negative side of that. Uh, and in fact, at conference at, at pac 12s early in the meet, uh, we got ninths and 17ths later in the meet, we got eights and 16ths. And, uh, sometimes it's luck like that, Brett, you know, that, and, and, uh, and that's so, so, you know, sort of the saying is I'd rather be lucky than good. And so you, you sort of want to prepare as well as you can. And then you sort of got to put it in, in uh, fate's hands a little bit. Yeah. Let me, let me just ask one more question, Nate, here real quick. You know, we give a lot of love to Eddie and, and Eddie absolutely deserves it. But the, look, there's reality is there's no man that's worked harder or, or been more consistent than Dave Durden over the last 10 years. You know, this man works hard, you know, it he's worked for you in the past and now he's, He's the head coach, and you're working for him. So, as the roles of flip flop here, David, what 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 kind of credit do you give Dave Durden now as as a head coach? Like, what's he doing well? Uh, where's where's been the growth for him? How is he getting this level of consistency at the top? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I I feel like he has the best uh, men's team culture in the nation, and I would say Texas people would say Texas does. You know, other other schools might say others do, but. Uh, I, I can say from the first year when I saw Dave come from Maryland and go into Cal uh, up until experiencing this from the inside out, they have a, a remarkable culture on the men's team. And it's not just a culture of performance. I mean, their conversations are about, you know, what they're professionally doing next. I mean, uh, 
uh, you know, Marcos, who was sort of a B player on the team, he ended up being on the A relay, the 200 free relay, you know, splitting 18, making finals in 100 breasts. And I, he's a junior at, at Cal. And I said, and I said, well, what, you know, say, what, what are you thinking for next year? And he says, I, honestly, I, I, I'm going to go take a job at, at LinkedIn. You know, he's got a friggin' huge paying job his junior year. So I think that, you know, ha- having coached at UCSD for two years and getting a feel for the, uh, UC system, I think it's remarkable, especially in this current culture of, uh, of almost every level, not just expectations for uh, professional success, but also expectations for uh, sort of the global benefit, I guess, whatever, whatever that would look like, uh, to see a UC school doing this well in in uh, in in this time, I think is very impressive when it comes to athletics because the big reward at a UC school, honestly, is not athletics. The big reward is a, a lot of other things, and there's a there's tons of other priorities that the, the, that a UC school has in terms of, and and probably appropriately, right? I mean, we're sitting here in the middle of a time when obviously what's going on in the globe should be a hell of a lot more concerning than what's happening in the swimming pool, but. Uh, but I would say that's the biggest thing I see Dave doing. And you talk about hard work. He is working uh, extremely hard. Mm. Uh, um, uh, he, uh, honestly, he never shuts down. He's uh, sending, sending workouts to the team beforehand. He's doing logistics. He's, he's into the details. You know, you see his engineering background. He, you know, he was an engineer undergrad. You see his engineering background and the way he engineers this team mm. and how he engineers practices. And uh, so I've had some fun coming in and, and being able to sort of bring more, you know, my creativity and, and, uh, and, and that kind of thing to uh, to the guys on the team. And, and they're very receptive to it. So and they're receptive because they know Dave, you know, sort of endorses what I'm trying to do and, and approves it. Uh, so I think that's a that that goes a long way. And uh, uh, yeah, I think I think, you know, he has a really good weight room situation. Got a great trainer. You know how important that kind of stuff is to, to know you have that. But Honestly, he, he, he's, he's pedaling the pedals, you know, full speed. It's, there's no, he's not cruising at all here. Yeah. Nate, have you got any more questions for Dave before I, I have got one a lot more? of questions before you leave coach? <laughs> How does this, this little French kid go 41 or 41 one or 40.9 or whatever he went on the back of the end of a relay when he's a 400 I am, right? I don't, I just don't, it just blew me away. Well, just look at his underwater video. I mean, he's, he's kicking to 15 meters on every wall uh, in fact, I, I have a slow uh, video. I, I, I'm, I'm learning. So, and this is something I think you're, the young kids, coaches and young kids need to understand this. It's not a joke when we say underwater kicking is the second fastest way to swim. It may be the first fastest way if you're good enough like him. I mean, mm-hmm. he is kicking to 15 meters as fast as Bjorn. And Bjorn's, you know, an 18.550 guy in the meet. And he is keeping up with him in the 100, and I'm not sure if work in the 50, but in the 100 off of walls and to 15 meters with his underwater kicking. And what Bob said after the meet when we were talking about, uh, when we were talking about him, uh, and you know, it, you know, when Brett, you remember when we were back at Auburn, uh, his father, Xavier, who was also an IMer, uh, used to come over to Auburn and train with us mm-hmm. different times. Mm-hmm. And so he has, you know, he has an understanding of the a background. His, his, his father was a world-class IMer, but a power guy. You know, uh, his son is a, a flow guy. He is not even strong yet. This guy is a, a little guy in terms mm-hmm. of size, uh, but, but 
you know, very, very uh, has an amazing relationship with the water. So that is how he's going those times. And, you know, they're, they're, and you look at his 400 IM and 200 IM, you know, in the 400 IM, I got that he's staying underwater about a minute and 40 seconds in the 400 IM. So he, he, he's, uh, and when he's not just staying underwater, he's traveling fast while being underwater. So, and, and, and it's also not, he's not good without underwater because he was a finalist in the Olympics in the four IM. So he, you know, we have a, he's a phenom and, and, and Bob says he's one of the nicest guys ever. Very, you know, very engaging, very motivated, willing to do whatever it takes. So, you know, you get, you get a magical guy like that every, you know, every once in a while as a coach, I think Bob's had one before. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, this is, this is a, a, another great project for Bob. Unfortunately for USA, anyway, he's French, but uh, uh, that's good for Jocko and his new job, and and uh, it'd be a good project for the future. But I think that um, when you look at a guy being able to swim the four nine that speed and the hundred free at that speed, I, I, all I can tell you is is a lot of it is underwater, and 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 it's not that he's not fast out of the water, but uh, but he's 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 doing a lot of great work underwater. Awesome. Yeah, incredible uh, to go to, to transfer from short to short course yards and just not ha- not skip a beat. It was just it's really impressive. Um, and then the other question I had was about the this big Swedish kid that's been on our radar for a long time, but now he's he wins three events just like Leon, um, and he wins the hundred backstroke without a time. I think. Um, <laughs> w- did you guys think he was actually had a chance to win the hundred backstroke? Before yes. like going into the meet, yeah, I 100%. saw him train. <laughs> yeah. it was, it, he, he was going to do the hunter fly, but uh, he started doing some backstroke in practice. And he he grew up like so many great swimmers do. He grew up a backstroker. You know, Alexander Popov grew mm-hmm. up a backstroker. Tom Jager grew up a backstroker. You know, there's mm-hmm. something about the rhythm of backstroke when you're young and just really understanding that the flow of that stroke. I believe because mm-hmm. there's no breathing issues. You know, you just learn how to swim from the from your body that. He, he, he did, and he's six foot eight. You know, he's a big guy. Uh, he's also uh, detail oriented. The guy is always thinking swimming. I think mm-hmm. a little too much, to be honest with you. That's another problem with some of these UC kids that are super smart. It's like their their brains are just always going. And uh, so, I, my encouragement to him since I've been here is like, calm down. Sometimes, calm, you know, another word down. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, <laughs> but he is a, uh, uh, yeah, he's a he's a rising star in the sport, no doubt about it. And uh, he's a guy that that uh, he I think he loves the fifty, but honestly, is probably better in the hundred. Uh, his hundred back will have a uh, a great future, uh, and so I think he'll he'll uh, he'll be a fun guy to watch over the years. And and I uh, think he would ha- haven't seen his best swimming yet. All right, last question here: SECs they got what four weeks off? Four weeks in between the SEC meet, NCAA meet. You guys, you got two. You got two weeks. Pac-12 has always been like that. It's always been a little bit later. Pros and cons with the two-week difference. I mean, I, I'm not the guy to ask that because I'm so programmed to the having more time to do things in between the two meets. That mm-hmm. that I, I would say, I would say that you know, I would I would go that way, obviously. Uh, like right now, this morning at practice, I was playing with uh, Reese's start a little bit, and we're not. You can't reinvent things right now. Just try to tweak things just a little bit is all you can do. And so uh, uh, I sort of prefer make, being able to make bigger adjustments 
uh, and, I, and I felt like at Auburn, we won a lot of our championships between conference and NCAAs when we'd see how they were doing racing at full speed. And we shaved our guys for usually for conference, but a lot of times didn't rest them that much. And then we'd make calls on whether to really drop them down or to keep them up a little bit or make, you know, technical adjustments, sometimes even event adjustments between conference and NCAAs. When we look at what the strength is of the conference of the, of the NCAAs is, now, you know, in, in the, with a Pac-12, I'm not sure they have time to do that, to, to really sort of uh, take time to, to get back to uh, some work. But I will say, I mean, this morning, you know, uh, uh, sort of to my surprise, to be honest with you, but I think, again, this is part of the, the long-term uh, use, D- Dave Durden culture is, uh, he texted me last night, hey, we're going to go long course tomorrow morning and stretch it out. And, and, you know, who does long course between conference and NCAAs? Well, that's the Cal culture. So they're, even when they're preparing for NCAAs, they sort mm. of are peaking toward the future of the world championships and world championship trials. So mm. it's not so the, the the definition of success at Cal isn't what I'm seeing anyway, isn't just uh, the uh, short course pool. It's uh, they're definitely got an eyeball on the long course pool as well and making sure that that is something that stays on the radar. Uh, and for some of the swimmers, you know, they, they have. They're, they're sort of, they're not like bulk. Most of the guys aren't very bulky. They're more flow swimmers. So they're not like the power guys. They don't do a ton of power racks and short blasty stuff. They're, they're much more uh, float. I would consider like what I'd say flow type swimmers where they're a little more distance per stroke and that, those kind of things. And uh, they probably, you know, they could, they might be able to find some more success in short course if they powered up a little bit more, but I think it probably cost them in the long course pool. All right. Last question here, David. Um, as we know, big job opening this week came out and um, names are being thrown around. Uh, I was one of them. You were one of them. I'm not interested in being the head coach at USC. There you go. Said it straight. I'm happy working for Fitter and Faster Swim Clinics. I love my job. I love doing the podcast. I love doing the live shows. I love working with Nate. I am completely happy where I am, what I'm doing. Um, so thanks for putting my name out there, but you can remove it. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but your name was thrown around too. Is there any interest from your side in being the head coach at USC? Uh, no, I here's what I'm interested in, Brett, and it's and it's interesting because it's, I'm going to evade your question a little bit because. Uh, but I've also told several schools, including Auburn and other schools, this that I'm interested in uh, mentoring people. You know, and and I think there's a there's some shape of a job, and it may be what, sort of what Jack Barrowley is doing now where you know you oversee things from a a sort of a a director or a mentor perspective and then a program runs uh personally i love san diego uh you know i'm sort of a southeast guy i have found a lot of love for san diego i have picked up surfing uh so uh i don't and la isn't san diego (laughs) so uh but 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 i think that uh, uh uh certainly being here you know i'm here at cal when things are the most exciting, the most energized. This is the mm. part we all love about college swimming. So I'm getting a sort of artificial taste of mm. college again. And certainly I love it. It's, it's awesome. Uh, the, the, the going back and being in all those meetings and being, you know, that, that's, that's, a, that, that's a different conversation. Mm. So I would say I would love to help somebody be successful at USC because USC is one of those schools that should – be, uh, be developing a lot of our USA national team athletes and world-class athletes. And uh, it is to some degree now, and Leah's done about as good a job um, uh, it, as uh, uh, 
I think as far as if I looked at uh, the team that what what they've done this year, their women's mm-hmm. team is fine, amazing, honestly, mm-hmm. and they have some talent on on sort of both sides at the, at the top end. So somebody, no, they're not going to walk in. A coach isn't going to walk in there with you know sort of empty shelves. There's going to be some talent there, and uh, and and Lee is again done a done a good job there with with what she's been left with this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thoroughly impressed with her sort of command and uh, 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 and ad- admiration of the team at the men's championship and the mm-hmm. and the parents you know clearly loved her so mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like she's certainly got to be you know considered to, to be retained uh, as the coach at the same time I, I do think uh, you know world class swimming should be happening at, at USC. Mm. Yep, I agree. I agree. Well, listen, take it for what it is. Whatever you you heard it there, so uh, that's cool. Appreciate it. Um, listen, in the in the meantime, next next few weeks, you got your work cut out for you. Um, try and figure out a way to hold that trophy above your heads. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, good luck with it. You know, I know you you look you and Durden know what you're doing, and and you you work real well together. You got a team that is very well prepared, very capable. So, um, just best of luck. All right. Thank you. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a lot of fun, and and I can't. And I'm, it's fun that it's in Atlanta too. I'll get to go see my parents mm-hmm. up in Blue Ridge after the meet, so I'll make it a I'll make it a, a, a good uh, good time back in the southeast. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Later. All right. It's always there a treat go. to have him on. Yeah. Yeah. Love David giving us his take, and uh, man, what a. What a run there they had, you know, Pr- pretty cool that he came in and they, they won that championship. And listen, like I said, it came down to the last day. They were a hundred points behind. This was, yeah, no. this was not a given. I mean, they earned that championship. But the pretty diving cool. thing is it's the diving Achilles thing. heel. Diving thing's the Achilles heel, man. Yeah. You know? They always want to say we're the best swimming team. Yeah. 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 Which, let uh, me, um, yeah, let me, uh, typically you, are. you just talk real quick about something. I'm going to change shirts. Oh, no problem. I guess that was a, a USC funny. Um, well, we got a lot of stuff. There was a lot of fast swimming going on this weekend. Uh, Tier Pro Swim Series, which obviously you just um, you just got back from Chicago, Westmont. Uh, Katie Ledecky was there. Dressel was there. Michael Andrew was there. Bruno the Fratis was there. Um, how was uh, you? Only spent like what a day? You only spent the fifty freestyle in Chicago. Yeah, we were there the last day, Saturday, um, and uh, got got to hang out with a lot of people. I mean, it was it was a beautiful pool, and uh, but not a lot of people there, so it was pretty cool that you you know had a couple of heats. Most people made it back to either an A or B final, and um, it was just some just some good top end racing, you know. So that that was cool. Yeah, it was all right. Um, I liked it. It was a great venue. Like I said, if you could you could pack that place out because. Um, the the stands were packed kids and parents and i mean there was like 1500 people in the grandstands uh, on on the nighttime swims especially on saturday so that was pretty cool we got a rich uh history of swimming in that area um 1972 olympic trials was held right there uh there's a lot of good swim teams there um so uh you know when you're at a swim meet it's way different than watching it on on television or a stream or whatever who kind of uh if you got to see some events did you see anyone that like kind of popped like that your eye was like whoa didn't didn't know about this person or this person looked really good or 
I've never seen um, two people swim before. I've never seen Shane Cassis swim before, and and he's physically imposing. And like, wow, I mean, super long legs, super long arms. Um, seems to be pretty relaxed when, when he's behind the blocks and, and composed when he's racing. Uh, I was impressed with Shane Cassis. Um, so that was cool to see him up close and personal. And then um, the other one was the the Claire, Claire girl. Uh, Claire. Claire Curzan. Claire Curzan, yeah. She's impressive. Yeah. I mean, young but impressive. And, that, and I, again, I'd never seen her race before. So she's going to be a name that's just in – in my head from now on, you know, once she, once I see her more and that sort of thing, but she's a, she's a star of the future, not just a good, uh, this girl's a superstar, you know, she's going to be around for a while. She's going to be a big, big name leading into Paris. Um, in many events, definitely one to watch. This girl can race everything. Yeah. I was super impressed with Claire Curzon. Yeah, yeah. Team USA needs her, uh, needs her hundred freestyle, you know, on, on these relays in Paris, probably mm. and she has the, she has that ability to be a huge uh, relay supporter for Team USA. And we, on the women's side, we certainly need it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but she won the best time in the 200 backstroke. She's kind of like Shane. They're, they're both similar, right? They could both swim freestyle, both swim backstroke, mm. both swim butterfly, mm. um, which is, uh, which is um, unique. Yeah, um, both both mega talents, those two. Michael Andrew obviously had a great meet. There was, there was some other great swims out there, but those two were kind of – Two that jumped out as, as pretty cool to watch. Yeah, Michael Andrews swimming longer stuff, but I mean he cleaned up on his short races, you know. Anytime you can go and beat Caleb Dressel and everybody else, it's it's a good meet, you know. And that's what Claire did too. She got up there and she beat the world record holder in, in the hundred fly and mm. um all these these big name swimmers. So um yeah, just she, the whole weekend was just full of fast swimming. Um, yeah, yeah, it was cool. It's cool to watch, you know. And um, we we didn't uh, we didn't kill it, you know, ourselves. But we're in we're in the meat of of our season. We're working on stuff, so um, we'll we'll get better as we go, uh, Bruno and I. So we'll we'll get there. Tim Tim Chang saying Leah Hayes. Yep, she went two eleven two in the two hundred AM twice, and she won it. Um, was that the young girl? Yep, and she won two hundred freestyle as well. Yeah, she so. was impressive too. That was cool to see her race. I'd never seen her before. Yeah, I think 21-7 right now in the middle of training, that's pretty impressive time. Um, and yeah, he's I mean, swimming, I mean, who, who, who in America can go 59-0? We just don't even have that many breaststrokers in general. Uh, I mean, we're, we're uh, what, six weeks out from a, a World Champ Trials? I mean, who's not in heavy training? If you're not swimming NCAAs, you're in heavy training. So that's that's a given for everybody. Everybody responds differently. Some people perform outstandingly in heavy training. Others, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a taxing, you know, it hits them hard and they, they taper really well. But, so the heavy training thing doesn't mean much to me. Everyone's in heavy training right now. You know, if you're not going to NCAA, so, um, but everyone just responds differently. Um, going down under here, New South Wales had some championship meets. So I think Bowley's entire team was there. Did Cody swim in that meet? Cody swam, yeah. Cody, Cody got on the podium a couple of times and oh, uh, swam really well. Didn't win anything, but was on the podium in a few events and made finals and everything. So yeah, did really well. I was I was happy with him. He's he's um, you know, putting himself up in those final races, which is good. But yeah, it was a, it was a good meet. Shana Jack swimming crazy fast. Best I think time. she was like fifty three flat, wasn't she in the hundred? Fifty three one. 
Yeah, super quick. And then Titmus hadn't heard much of her, you know, since the games and and uh, wasn't exactly sure where she was at. But, I mean, she just laid it out and told us all where she was at. I mean, she was like 154 in the 200 there and it's like, geez. I mean, other great swims, but, yeah, just uh, pretty cool. Yeah, crazy fast. Um, yeah. Faster than I thought she was going to be. Oh, I mean, she basically almost broke four minutes as well. Yeah, that's right. She was four minutes in the four hundred. Four I, minutes in the flat. Yep. Three, yeah. Uh, the only the only person that was more impressive uh, out of this whole entire week of fast swimming was um, Summer McIntosh. Yeah, Summer McIntosh. Wow. I mean, breaking a couple of world junior records right on the same weekend where her coach of the 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 head coach of Canada was announced that they're not renewing his contract, and uh, and then on the same that. weekend, boom, she just drops uh, two you know two of the fastest times in history the two fastest times in history well yeah. for for her age yeah for but a I mean, junior yeah but in terms of like world swimming she was like number three all time yep exactly know? in the four i am 429 that's quick man that yeah. girl can swim dude she, she talk about superstars of the future that's a superstar of the future yeah and she's gonna be able to come down from those i mean those are the two big those two big uh you know the events for for tough folks the 4 a.m and the two fly but she can swim the two free she can swim the two im she could yeah she can uh she's got another all these kids they're so versatile you know yeah yeah Dude, here's, a, here's a young thing. here's a young superstar of the future Charlotte crush yeah so so chip was a teammate of mine mimi was a teammate of mine at auburn so they're both teammates of mine at auburn they uh they ended up dating in college. They ended up getting married, having these kids, and then these kids are like super fast, crazy. I mean, uh, Chip Chip was an NCAA champion, part of our team. Um, Mimi was an individual hundred fly champion. Um, so the talent in that family is undoubted. I mean, I think she was like fifty one flat something in the hundred fly on the weekend as a as a thirteen year old. Yeah, and you can't get a better name than that. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, just she's headlines, crushing it. Crushing it. Yeah. Yep. So yep. so there's a little history on those two. All right. Um, NCAAs for women coming up. We are one week away from kickoff of that, two weeks away from the men's uh, there in Georgia. Mm. Uh, some of the lineups are coming out. People are – actually, I was kind of surprised. I read a few things of some of the bigger names not swimming the events that they typically swim – um like a matt sates i think he's not gonna swim the i am yeah he's not he's uh swimming what the the two free four the five free and then the um what was the last day it was a two fly i think he's swimming yeah two fly yeah that was kind of surprising i didn't know he was that stacked in the two fly but i guess yeah it seems like a lot of people are opting out of not a lot of people there's a couple guys not swimming the 500 and that would typically swim the 500. I think Dean Ferris isn't swimming like his, isn't he the reigning champion? He's not swimming the uh, one of his events. He's swimming the 50 free instead. I don't think he's swimming the 200 free. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Yep. Yeah. Hey, he's not yep. doing the two free. I was like, I think he's the champian, right? Isn't he the. <laughs> yeah, it's like 129. <laughs> yep. So um, I don't know. But his backstroke's good. So uh, we'll see. It better be. Um, but for women's NCAA championships, what, what event are you uh, looking forward to the most? 
I mean, the 53 is stacked. I want to see a couple of girls possibly get under that 21 mark, like at the big meet, you know, the, at the NCAAs to get a couple of girls going 20 point. I mean, wouldn't that be ridiculous? How cool I think we would that will. be? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gretchen Walsh just went 2103 at a yep. UVA. Like a couple of those UVA girls, right? They're right there. Kate Douglas. Kate Douglas, another one. Uh, is Maggie McNeil swimming the 53? She usually does, yeah. Um, Tori Husk. Yeah, I mean, Stanford. It's, it's, it's stacked. It's a stacked meet. Uh, yeah. Other the than the 53, the 100 fly has got to be the... 100 fly. The event that, I mean, it's going to be Husk, Maggie McNeil. Um, yeah, there you go. Rankin Smith. It's just... <laughs> stacked. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. So I think we're going to be going live like we normally do for big swim meets. And we'll, if you guys want to watch it with us. Yeah, let's go live. Why not? Next week, right? Yep, starting next week. Um, so we'll I'll be in California. So let's do it. We'll get that uh, rolling. Um, other oh, than that, Kyle, Kyle, you tell us, mate. You know the commentator. Uh, Kyle, a- Kyle, Kyle, in the comments section, can you tell us? Are you commentating NCAA's, or are you going to be on our live show and give us a little, give us a little rundown live? What do you think, Kyle? Come on, mate. We're going to put you on the spot right now. Let's see what he says. Dun, 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 dun. Is he commentating? Is he going to go live? He's got to be tweeting at the same time. He's got a lot of stuff going on. This man. He's yeah, busy. Well, I, I see what he's saying. Like, are all the they just went fast? They broke all these records. Are they going to go faster? And I'm going to say yes because that's typically what Todd DeSorbo's <sighs> swimmers do. Yes, look at that. All right, we Kyle, did it live. In. We pulled you're him in. in live. He can't right. get out now. He's in. Now we've um, got to make sure we all have live streams. <laughs> That was my question, right? Remember, I asked that question. Who did I interview from UVA? I've interviewed a couple of them, but um, you know, I asked I asked them that question as well. It's like, how's this going to go? I've done so many interviews lately. Actually, I, I just stacked up a couple yesterday. I got some today. So, if I'm a little ditzy, you please forgive me. That's all right. Um, all right. On the pod this week, we had on Monday five-time world masters champion cindy ong from malaysia yeah uh, cool just getting a master's perspective you know how they train how they think you know how they fit it in all that kind of thing just just doing the masters thing for the first time exploring that space a little bit she's a she's a five-time champion so it's cool it a super interesting story like yeah. hey i didn't I, she swam at d2 drury she was like a she was a good swimmer not a great swimmer mm-hmm. uh ended up having a, a slew of children had three kids didn't yep. you know didn't swim and uh came back to it and she kind of said like she had to relearn the sport like mm-hmm. all these new technique things and rule changes and um then she started realizing like she didn't have a lot of time on her hands she needed to be going faster in practice so she cut down her yardage from 4k to 2k only three times a week but then supplementing that with like a lot of really neat um things outside of the pool like a lot of stuff on stability balls and a lot of explosive things. Like if you follow her, her on Instagram, she's always in her condo on her yoga mat doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, I think it's, I think there's a lot of masters people that, that are out there that were excited. Like, all right, fine. Let's get a master. So much oh, to talk about. Oh, lost it. <laughs> mine does that too. Sometimes. So, um, Cindy Young, she was great. Um, if you didn't listen to that one, listen to it again. There was a, a big clip about all the different things that she did um, outside of the pool 
one of the cool things she did that I haven't really heard anyone say is she took a, her tempo trainer from the pool and she just brought it into into the drylands and then she was doing things like uh med ball work trying mm. to keep the same tempo um as you know her hundred fly or her hundred free yeah i found that interesting felt like she, i felt like i should have told her to get on the vasa trainer she could have done it on that yeah exactly that yeah. would be like the best thing to do um, yeah get on the vasa trainer so and then um we have shane cassis so uh, Shane Cassis, yeah, interviewed him yesterday, and uh, it was cool. A lot of a lot of good stuff there. I might put out a clip today, actually. Yeah, let me, let's just play a clip right now because he said right. this is what this is what his event lineup is. We talked a lot about World Champs trials, so here here's yeah. what he's uh, he's filming. I mean, right. you got World Trials here in about six weeks, so it's not that far away. Have you had a chance to sit down with Eddie and figure out um, kind of your race schedule for trials yet? Uh, I don't know if I have the text with me, but. Um... I, I, I know that 100 fly, 100 back, 2 back, and maybe 2 IM are, I think for sure 2 IM are like on my schedule, but I think my day one, I have nothing. So that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. And it's, do I try the 100 free or I don't know if 2 flies the first day, but I don't think I could handle that many 200s prelims, semis, finals, you know, like obviously if mm -hmm. I make the meet and all that in them um, on top of 50s, because, you know, why would you not want to do the 50? You know, it's yeah. almost a free event. <clears throat> yeah, do the 50, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a fun, yeah. <laughs> Get him on the 50, man. Um, I liked his Pablo Escobar shirt. Um, <laughs> you know, I love, I love the fact that his bed was made. Room was clean. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, well, that's it uh, for today on the live show. Um, yeah, we're going to go live for the NCAA Championships, women's and men's. Um, Maybe not every single time when we got lives and stuff. It's a, it's a long thing, but uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. We've been waiting for it. We've been waiting for a big swim meet. This is going to be the most epic NCAA championship we've had in a, in a while. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, dude. I'm lo really looking forward to watching these women um, kick some ass and swim really fast. Yep. Can't wait, man. All right. Appreciate everybody. See you next week. See Take you guys. Care. Bye. Bye.